0: He literally lifted it and drank borscht from the freaking pot. Are you trying to seduce me?
1: Take your stuff and get the hell out of there.
0: Three or four or five or six.
1: What you do with your tongue is fantastic.
2: Fucking English, podcast on how to get along with those who turn us on. I am Lena. I usually say that I'm from Russia, but literally yesterday I said I'm from Lisbon. Seems like I'm gathering new stories and acquiring a new identity. Hi, I'm Elena, and I can't really
0: say where I'm from anymore. I have lived in too many countries and kissed too many people from many countries, but now I live in a small coastal town in Portugal with my wife, And recently my dog. And since she has already heard of my stories, and some of the stories are too wild to be true, I'll be sharing them here in this podcast.
2: And English is not our first language, so we need assistance. That's why we invited Mr. Brett. He's our English teacher.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Mr. Brett, and it's time for some fucking English.
2: It's the last episode of this season. What was our journey here? Okay, what was, what was your journey? I'm, I'm very surprised that for our characters, they just hooked up and had a nice night together. But for us, like you got married through this season. <laughs> not to you,
0: not to you, but, uh, you know, to some, somebody else. Though. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, no, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always making these jokes. That's why we can't get married. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Got a dog. Got a dog, yes. But we were talking about you. Why are you talking about me then? What about you? I
2: need to confess that I use your marriage. I mean, I take advantage (laughs) of it. You use my marriage? No, I take advantage of it. Okay. uh, To make friendships. (laughs) Okay, tell me more. (laughs) Uh, Well, when I got a little bit closer to somebody... Mm And I start to talk about our podcast. Mm-hmm. And I say that my co-hostess and her wife. Uh-huh. And then I see the reaction. Ah,
0: nice. Yeah. It's so like if it's uh,
2: uncomfortable, yeah. I don't uh, continue. But usually, uh, well, for example, one of my favorite example, that after that, the person said me and my girlfriend
0: oh that's sweet that's very sweet it's great and i totally authorize you to use my marriage uh, to that's to sweet. <laughs> to filter out not your type of people but you know it's it's kind of interesting because i came to germany uh, as part of this big group who was selected for the fellowship and among them there was one woman in particular who said me and my future wife and this was a group of russian people This was a group of Russian people. It was 2019, so it wasn't like very long ago. And I was like, oh my God, she can come out. In a group of Russian speakers, where am I? What kind of group is that? And when everybody reacted normal and said, hey, hey, when is the wedding? Where are you getting married? La, 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 la. After that, when she got married to this person, everyone congratulated her. We bought her flowers, you know, like the gifts, whatever. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, like I can do the same. Like, literally, I can be myself in this group and I don't need to carry it around, even around the Russian speakers, And it was so great. Like, honestly, it was was one of the biggest things that happened to me in immigration. But this could be the things that we talk about in our next season, right?
2: And in this season... And in this season, let's get back to it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: So for the whole season, we've been watching Chris and Jessica get closer and closer. And finally, they ended up in bed. But what happens after that? Are there some difficult conversations to be had?
2: You discuss what it was.
0: What it, what just happened? <laughs> what was it? And who are they to each other? Right? So we'll develop... to this point. Yeah. Let's find out.
1: Last episode, we left Jessica and Chris in bed. And that's where we find them a little while later. They're lying on their backs, staring up at the ceiling, trying to catch their breath. After a minute or two a question starts to creep into their minds. How was that? Chris feels a bit worried. It was great for him, but he's not sure Jessica had an orgasm, or if she even really enjoyed herself. Now, this kind of self-doubt is pretty normal after your first time with someone, Chris, but you're going to have to say something if you want to find out. The first thing that pops into his head is, so, how was it for you? Chris, not only is that cliché and not sexy at all, it also manages to make you sound a little bit pathetic. His next idea is... Wow, fuck, that was amazing. I loved it when you were on top. How about you? Okay, I know I said it's a good idea to use phrases like that during sex, but if you're looking for an honest feedback afterward, this doesn't really help you. It makes it really difficult for her to say there's anything she didn't like, But I mean, if all you want to hear is a five-star review, regardless of how bad it was, then this might be the way for you. A couple of better options might be, what do you think about next time? Or maybe, hey, if I'm lucky and you want to do it again, what should I do differently? Chris decides to go for something simple. That was good for me. Did you feel good? Okay, Jessica, now it's your turn. First I'd like to point out that you don't owe Chris any feedback. If you want, you can say something like, huh, I don't know, or even, hmm, hmm. Another possibility that's more comfortable for a lot of people and is totally okay is to just say, you know, good or fine or okay, whatever, without really meaning it. But if you want to be honest and say that it wasn't that great, you can answer, did you feel good with, well, not really, or actually, no. Chris will probably be hurt, but that's okay. I mean, he did ask for your opinion. But if you want to be honest uh, and also a little bit tactful, you can point out what you liked and then talk about things that could be improved. For example, damn, that was good, but actually when you got a bit aggressive, it really put me out of the mood. Or you could say, "Eh, it didn't feel right. Another possibility is what you do with your tongue is fantastic. The only thing is that it was too fast for me. Jessica decides to say, I think the chemistry between us is awesome and it was good for the first time, but if we want to do this again, I'll have to tell you more about how to pleasure me. Okay, Chris, that's not exactly a five-star review, but you're already discussing how to do it again, which means you must have done something right, right?
2: Elena, have you ever gave feedback after sex? Uh, I don't think I
0: have, though. I'm not a big person for that. But I have an internal rating system. It's my internal feedback to myself. So I have this uh, kind of an insightful story. So there was this person who was a really, really great person. This guy was great and very receptive. And he really wanted (laughs) to, you know, make it happen for me and have a good sexual interaction we're doing all the right things interlude you know the petting part the kissing part the person is nice i can't say any bad word about this person because he's incredible but the thing is what i realized is that no matter how nice he was no matter how much he tried it was two out of ten and it wasn't because he wasn't trying and it wasn't because you know there was a lack of feedback it was just two out of ten I mean, if I was in the mood to make him a perfect guy for me, yeah, I'd be like, la, 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 do this, do that, here is a course you can watch. And I didn't want to be the person who says, like, faster, left, right, deeper, and stuff like that. I just, I I adjusted a few things just to feel it, but it just wasn't happening for me. We had sex three times, and yeah, it was the third time when I was like, and. When I kind of got myself into that feeling, I was like, why should I pursue 2 out of 10? I just, I was like, no. I told this story to my wife-to-be, we were just like, I think we went on a first date and I told the story about 2 out of 10. And then when we had our first sex, the, one of the first things that I thought This is 200 out of 10. And this is the reason why I shouldn't have wasted time on 2 out of 10. Because if I wanted to improve 2 out of 10, to make it like 3 or 4 or 5 or 6, it wouldn't be 200 out of 10. And I know like out there, there is a person who would think that he is 200 out of 10. But for me, he was 2 out of 10 just because I wasn't in the right place and he wasn't the right person for me. How about you? Do you give feedback after sex?
2: Well, I once gave the weirdest feedback ever. Never do do what I did. Okay. I mean, don't 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 do it. Just don't do it. We were. <laughs> we were. <laughs> are you trying to seduce me? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's
0: Kuni um, Jingle.
2: <laughs> yes. I know. So we both were at my home and I was about to do some exercises, but uh, then he approached and we started make out and it came out to be sex. And so we lying on the bed and here I realized that uh, before sex, I was wearing my smartwatch and it was the sport regime was on. (laughs) So the entire process, I knew how long it took, what was my heartbeat rate. And how it changed throughout the process. And I shared this information. (laughs) How did you share that exactly? Tell me. Well, I said... uh, I closed my third ring.
0: (laughs) Like on an iPhone watch, you have activity rings. So I closed my third ring with you or what happened? (laughs) How
2: did you share that? I didn't have this ring Mm -hmm. on it, but I said how much it took and that... There was flat the first two thirds, and then we see the uh, <laughs> spike. Yeah.
0: But so did you, say, I, I, did you say? Did you say? I, I burned 100 him. calories with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: you. But it was it was funny because I didn't intend it this way, but I had these statistics, and I immediately wanted to share. And what was the reaction of the other person? Well, he looked politely, but he didn't share my enthusiasm about that. <laughs>
0: Actually, with the smartwatch, uh, when my wife and I had this extensive flirting phase, I used to send her the pictures of my smartwatch to see how my heartbeat races when she says certain things. So, yeah. Aww. Yeah. So, you're not alone. You're not alone. I think it was a very cute thing to do.
2: But in my execution, it <laughs> looked like we did exercise successfully. Mm, well, there is an app called Sweatcoin. So Sweatcoin gives
0: you the cryptocurrency for exercise and for movement. So every day you're doing something active like walking or whatever. It links to your Apple Watch or whatever watch you have. So based on this activity, you could have earned the Sweatcoins.
2: Okay, I only have one question. Yeah, Did you pay you? No, Did they, they didn't,
0: they didn't. And we can cut it out, but it could be the example. <laughs> and they're based in Lisbon, by the
2: way. They're based in Lisbon. So if it's not your best sex, at least you can earn some coins. Oh, yeah, well, you can, you can, you definitely can. Okay, let's go back to Chris and Jessica. Yeah.
1: To leave or not to leave? That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to stay and see how things turn out in the morning, or to take your stuff and get the hell out of there. You know, my Shakespeare is a little bit rusty, but I think he was on to something there. Because it's not super late, and Jessica is still in Chris's bed, and... What now? To leave or not to leave? My point is they need to talk about the plan for the rest of the evening. Luckily, Jessica, I've got several options for you. If you're looking to be just quick and to the point, you can say, Well, I gotta go. See you next time. If you're looking for something that's pretty standard and neutral-sounding, you could say, I have to work early tomorrow. Can you call me a taxi? But if you're feeling like maybe staying doesn't sound too bad, you could say, Would you rather call me a taxi or invite me to stay the night? Now, usually Jessica prefers to sleep at home in her own bed, under the protection of her pitcher plants. But right now, she doesn't really want to get dressed and pack up her things and then go all the way to the other side of the city. And importantly, she also feels comfortable here at Chris's. So she asks him, do you want me to stay over? Chris briefly considers getting up and doing his little happy dance, which is kind of like an Irish jig except with a lot more finger guns for some reason. But he decides to play it cool instead and just say, oh, that would be great. A little while later, they're both sleeping peacefully next to each other. Aw, isn't that cute? In the morning, Jessica opens her eyes and for a second or two, she can't figure out where she is. There's furniture she doesn't recognize, and a large poster of the solar system on the wall. Ah, that's right. She's in Chris's room. It looks different in the daylight. Ah. Jessica hears water running somewhere nearby. Ah, he must be taking a shower. So should she get up? She decides to wait a couple of minutes and look at her phone. Fortunately, Chris quickly finishes his shower and walks back into the bedroom. Okay, Chris, it's on you to try to make her feel welcome in your place. Here are some phrases for things you could offer. You could say, Good morning, here's a towel and I also have a spare toothbrush. Is there anything else you need? If you're feeling confident in your cooking skills, you could say, Do you want me to make breakfast? If you're not so confident in your cooking skills, you could say, Sorry, my fridge is kind of empty, but there's a nice cafe around the corner. Would you like to come with me? Since Chris's fridge is, in fact, kind of empty, he decides to go for the last option. He rightly assumes that Jessica probably doesn't want to have leftover fried rice and a jar of olives for breakfast. Now, it's up to you, Jessica, to decide what you want to do. You can go to the cafe if you want, but if you don't want to, you can always say, no, I'm actually going to be late for work, or "Eh, no thanks, I'd rather just have breakfast at home. To eat or not to eat. I guess that's now the question.
2: I had a story about breakfast. It's kind of uncomfortable because it's morning. You woke up after the first sex, exactly like Chris and Jessica. And I try the best of my ability not to cook for men. I mean, it's my thing, I just don't like to cook for men, unless it's exchange. So it's the first morning, so obviously there was no exchange. And I say something like, I'm hungry, I want to have a breakfast. And we line further. Then I stand up, and he continues to lie. And I... Don't know what to do because if I cook breakfast, I need to share it. But I don't want to cook for a man who lies in a bed for him to join me when the breakfast is ready. Mm-hmm. So I was confused. I didn't know what to do. And eventually it ended up with me cooking cottage cheese pancakes <laughs> for a man who's lying on my bed waiting for me to finish. What? And I I wasn't sure how to Played. I said something to him, trying to provoke him to stand up and at least share the process. For me, this this morning was very uncomfortable because I had no but Mr. What, Brett's lesson. Yeah,
0: but if you could spin it any other way, what would you have done differently?
2: Um, I still wouldn't say directly what I feel about that. Mm. I would pretend that I'm leaving. Don't laugh at me. I did it. Did what? <laughs> When you want uh, somebody to go out of your flat, you pretend that you need to leave. You mm-hmm. leave together, and then you ah. make a circle around your house <laughs> and go back. Oh, yeah, I did. True. I know. I cannot promise I won't do it again. I really need a lesson how to say... No.
0: And <laughs> Get the fuck <rug> out.
2: <laughs> and don't eat my syrniki. <laughs> Alona said syrniki because in Russia, cottage cheese pancakes is called... Cheezniki. We could call them cheezniki. <laughs> it's like cheese... Cheesecakes. No, yeah. not cheesecakes. Cheezniki. It's Cheese Nikki. Okay, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they, they are made of cottage cheese. And it's one of traditional Russian breakfasts, like the fancy ones. Mm-hmm. It's not like when you have a sandwich with cheese and coffee, but when you have a nice... Full Russian breakfast. Yeah, lots of uh, Russian-speaking immigrants
0: or known Russian-speaking, from the former CIS, who come to, particular to Portugal. One of the first things they start looking for in Lisbon or Porto is the place that has this, that has chisniki. And I have a friend who rates the places based on how well the chisniki are made there. Like, oh, you know, this place has shitty chisniki. I'm not going to go there again. But yours were the best.
2: yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm, yours I'm, I'm the best. really good at it. I cook them since I was ten, I guess. Why did
0: you never cook it at our place? I now wanna try it. I mean we can do it without sex, right? <laughs> it's it's how I usually cook them.
2: <laughs> uh, n- yeah, can we skip that part, please? No, I mean, I usually cook them without sex. Ah, okay. So I didn't want to cook <laughs> okay. it for men. Like, okay. no, it's, it's not, right. it's not, it's, it's a language of caring. It's not, I know, I know. I'm just, I, I'd like to clarify stuff,
0: you know, before okay, that Okay, it's, it's very this good. Is, this is, you know, like, I just
2: don't like. <laughs> cottage cheese pancakes.
0: Okay. Yeah, we got, we got a deal, we got a deal. Okay.
2: okay. <laughs> Maybe a nice conversation. That we can definitely do. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. That's that's a nice story. You know, like I have a story where I literally had to kick the guy out after sex because of the food. This was one of the worst sexes in my life, actually. Because it lasted for like one minute. The guy came, you know, like he had an orgasm. And I was just lying there because it was like one minute. And I was like... Okay, what happens next? He got off me, literally, and he said, what? Are you, are you hungry? Literally, like, are you hungry for sex? Are you, like, not satisfied? And I was speechless. Like, I was literally speechless. I mean, mm, this is not how sex happens. And he was like, well, you know, I'm sorry. I haven't had a girlfriend for, for a long time, so sorry. But what he does next is he puts on my mom's bathrobe, For some reason, he's naked, so he goes into the bathroom, he puts on my mom's bathrobe, he walks straight into the kitchen. Mind you, we've met like for the third time, I think, in life. So he walks straight into the kitchen. There was some food uh, on on the stove, like I think some chicken and then borscht, I think. Borscht is a soup made of beetroot. It's a traditional Russian, I mean, Ukrainian as well, Polish, uh, Lithuanians also have it, they don't call it borscht. So he opens up the lid, he takes the, the spoon and starts eating the chicken straight from the pan. And then he takes, like, I'm not shitting you. Like, sh- then he takes the pot with borscht and starts drinking it like that. He literally lifted it and drank borscht from the freaking pot. Drink soup from a huge saucepan. How do you even do that? Seriously. And I'm like, what? the fuck he didn't even ask he like he said something like well i'm hungry you're hungry for sex but i'm hungry for food i didn't even have time to respond or to react and then he says he said like oh now i'm gonna lie down he walks back into the you know into the room he lies down on the couch i'm still like speechless he acts like a a person from the forest like honestly manners <laughs> no so he lies down and then i said oh i think you should go and he was like why and i'm like because i think you should go and um he didn't look very happy about that and then he's like oh yes i need to go i really need to go so it's not me who's asking him out just kicking him out of the apartment but it's him so my dear listeners unless you ask to share a meal, please don't do this thing don't march into somebody's kitchen and don't take their food, okay? Going to, to the cafe together or separately might seem like a good idea.
2: So let's check what Jessica and Chris decided about the breakfast.
1: It's about 45 minutes later, and Chris and Jessica are sitting across from each other in the cafe. Between them are two half-eaten plates of poached eggs and avocado toast, alongside two cappuccinos. The cafe is actually pretty nice. It's hip, but not too pricey. Everything is just about perfect. Well, except the fact that no one has said anything for the last five minutes. That's not good. Okay, let me use my special teacher powers to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. It seems neither of them knows where they stand after last night. Chris is thinking, She didn't really seem to enjoy sex with me very much, and now she isn't saying anything. I think once she leaves the cafe, it's over. But maybe I can say something to make her change her mind? Meanwhile, Jessica's thinking, "Ah, Maybe I shouldn't have said that I'll have to tell him how to pleasure me next time. I mean, he didn't even say anything about a next time. Maybe he doesn't date people if they hook up on the first date? Uh, How do I find out? Okay, now the silence makes sense, because in real life, people rarely ask each other questions like, so, what's going on between us? But everyone thinks about it at some point. A question that everyone asks themselves, but almost never asks the other person. (laughs) The irony would be funny if it wasn't kind of sad. Suddenly, Jessica has an idea. Since he suggested the observatory for their first date, she'll suggest an idea for a second date. If he finds a reason to decline, then I guess this is the end of it. Jessica says, Hey, uh, do you want to go to the beach on Saturday? We could bring a bottle of wine and some sandwiches, maybe some fruit and vegetables, you know, have a picnic. What do you think? Chris answers, Oh, I'm actually going to my friend's birthday on Saturday, so... Ah. too bad, Jessica. I mean, it wasn't a bad first date, but sometimes things just don't work out. Tell you what, when you get home, we'll work a little more on your Tinder profile, and maybe we can find something for... uh, Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Chris is still talking. Wait. Uh, Maybe we can go to the beach on Sunday. Would that work for you? Hmm. Interesting. And on an editorial note, this script was written by women from Russia, which has a high context culture, meaning that there's a lot more going on than just the words Chris and Jessica are saying. The writers claim that what just happened is that Jessica asked Chris if he wants to continue the relationship and if they want to become more serious. Chris's response means that, yes, he'd like to continue the relationship, but it's not serious enough to introduce her to his friends yet. Now, personally, I tend to take things at face value and expect that the other person will just say what they mean. Now, here's where I'd normally make a joke about how, of course I'm right because I'm a teacher, but I mean, different people from different backgrounds genuinely communicate in different ways. So who's to say who's right? I mean, that's kind of what this podcast is about. For now, we'll just have to see what happens. It sounded like they were setting up a second date, but they actually haven't agreed on anything concrete yet. They don't even have a time or an exact location. So maybe this is the end. Or maybe they'll be on some fictional beach on Sunday with a picnic basket filled with wine, sandwiches, eggplant, and peaches. Either way, I've been Mr. Brett. And as always, remember to keep it safe and keep it consensual while you're fucking English.
2: When I was at school, it seemed like there are certain rules. For example... If you kissed, you are dating. If you kissed somebody else, you are a bitch. (laughs) And actually, I was always confused because I wasn't interested in dating until I was over 20. So I was only told about these rules. But then when I went to an adult life, I realized that all people around me had a set of rules, how it is in the world. But all of these sets were different. So when you start to date to somebody, and they say, of course, it, it's like that. Of course, we are dating. But you say, mm. we just had sex. Mm-hmm. And, and in the next relationships, uh, the guy will say, of course, we have nothing. We just had sex and never said, like, we are dating. It was very confusing. Uh, but once I got in a situation when everybody around me was, like, in, on one page, and I was on completely another. Mm. Actually, I already told you about that guy It was an African guy We had some sympathy And I went to his place In the morning, we go out of his I would say apartment And his family I spent time with his family Mm -hmm. And uh, my friends uh, Everybody except for my sister Felt like this night Made a change in our relationships So of course, we want to sit at the table together. Of course, it will continue somehow. Of course, he should pay for my purchases. Yesterday, it was my friends, and this day they ask, what you two going to do we're not we're mm. not two, and I'm actually living this country this evening. Mm. in my world, it's the rule. If today you have sex and tomorrow you have flight, it's not a relationship kind of sex <laughs> but it was I my rule know. and nobody <laughs> shared this belief with me but when i remam- uh, reminded about that he said oh stay for another week and i felt uncomfortable because for me it was like uh, talking about nothing because the flight from africa to moscow from that particular country costed more than my month wage and it was uncancelable tickets mm-hmm. and i said to buy a new ticket it will cost thousand dollars and he like took a pause and 3 minutes later he said something like oh stay another week for me it was another confusion because i realized that talking means something else <laughs> well for example if i say please stay i really mean it mm-hmm. and for them like my mm, my serious answer to that like they really offered it to me mm-hmm. It was reacted like it's it's not a it's not a fitting part to the conversation mm-hmm. because conversation is not about you staying or something. It's about me romantically offering no. you, and you should give me some love back. Mm-hmm. And it was like a day of confusion because other people was pushing me to accept this payment for my mm-hmm. purchases, mm-hmm. and also accepting food from somebody means things for me. So if after night together, I would take food he paid for mm-hmm. for me it has like a meaning mm-hmm. and I didn't want this meaning. Mm-hmm. And otherwise three people gathered around me mm-hmm. pushing me to mm-hmm. accept this. Mm-hmm. I think pushing
0: is the worst part though. Like it is, And I bent. Uh, and
2: you bent. Yep. What was
0: interesting in what you were saying is saying what you mean and meaning what you say, right? So I think it also goes back to our first episode when I was talking about Americans who can invite you for coffee or whatever and never take up on that word, right? So another thing that I've learned in the States was the dating culture. I haven't been to the States for 10 years now. But I don't think the dating culture has changed much. So for me, it was actually one of the culture shocks. Because, you know, as you said, the Russians actually mean stuff. Like if you...
2: No, slept, no, 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 wait. no, no. I just, a minute ago, I said I would circle around my home not to talk <laughs> things directly. Yeah, no, 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 but I mean... Okay. We don't talk bad things. Yeah, but... So we avoid bad things. True. Did you like it? Yes.
0: But I didn't mean exactly that. I meant more like if you have sex, that means more or less that you might have a relationship if the person says, you know, like, let's go somewhere someplace after that, right? So in the States, it's completely the opposite. And that was a big thing for me because you may have sex, but you might not be mutually exclusive, which means this person you just slept with can have other dates with or without sex with other people. And unless you have the talk about the status of your relationship, saying like, I would love to go mutually exclusive. And would you like to be my girlfriend or my boyfriend? Unless you have that conversation, you're not dating. You're not entitled to anything. You're just people randomly hooking up or going to dinners. And that was a big thing for me because it it actually clashed with what I was seeing understanding and also this wasn't quite clear from the american movies even you know watching sex in the city or whatever because they normally stuck with one partner it didn't quite show the dating part as much so when i was there i became aware of this through my friend who was a dating man. And that's the thing that uh, she came across. She was very confused about the dating part. And until someone explained it to her, like in very, very simple terms, she didn't understand it. By the time I met my my girlfriend, I was already aware. We had sex and then we had like a picnic in the park and stuff like that, you know, the whole thingy. And uh I kind of asked her like... Uh, do you think we're there for the talk? Do you think uh you're ready to become mutually exclusive la, la 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 And I actually don't remember what she said. I think she said she needs a bit more time actually. that's what she said. She needs a bit more time and then we had this talk again, like I don't know like two weeks uh, or so, and then the status was confirmed, so like it took some some iterations to to fix the status of a girlfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. I was glad my friend. I had this experience first, because otherwise I would have landed into some sort of a cultural landmine.
2: I had, I guess, cultural uh, misunderstanding when I first went to Germany. It was my first trip abroad ever. I was 25, and it was an international political conference, one of my activist, part of my activist life. And... At this conference, I had my first one-night stand. It was a nice, tall, blonde German guy with blue eyes.
0: I have a very (laughs) vivid imagination. I'm I'm imagining this guy. Mm -hmm.
2: For my world, it was like earthquake because I was in not very healthy relationships at the time. Or just out of them. I don't remember, actually. No, I remember I never cheated. So I was just out of them. Um, And after that, we started talking because we both led youth campaigns in our countries. And it was kind of warm conversation. And it was in summer. And by New Year, I was invited to Germany, to Berlin, to, to visit. It wasn't just for him. But still, I thought that if I will go, that something will continue. Because, like, we had a night. Uh, we sent songs to each other. And in my world, it looked like a beginning of something. So I went to Germany. And we, we started to meet each other at political events because <laughs> I came for another conference and for something else. And we had mutual friends. And he wasn't interested at all. What? It wasn't something like uh, I offered him something and he said no but no we were talking but he was keeping his distance and actually my friend said that he has a girlfriend and I was so crushed well it should have been obvious for me because when you're at a week-long conference and the next day you go back to your country they have a big party and whatever happens there it just doesn't mean anything it's just there so I should have understood that. But actually, it leads me to another night after another conference (laughs) when I had uh, a story. And this case also had its morning. I was all shaking in the morning, Uh, maybe a slight hangover, but mostly because of all of what happened, because it was crazy. It was so full of energy. I've never felt such a gravity to somebody else. And I was sitting there alone at breakfast and I saw him entering the room. And I didn't know what it was for him. And actually, afterwards, we had a conversation about that. Because it's just like in Mr. Brad's lesson. I thought what is happening is that should I approach him? And we are leaving actually today. And it's a rule if you leave that meant nothing. But it was so good. And maybe he would want something. And he had the same thoughts. <laughs> so he told me afterwards that he entered the room and saw me sitting alone, eating, and he took his breakfast and wasn't sure if he should sit with me because if he sit with me, it's like me we sitting together, not in a group, not at something. It like means something. And he wasn't sure if I'm okay with that. So I saw him indecisively stepping to my table and I thought, it doesn't mean for him enough to just eat with me. So we were both so indecisive, but tension was... Huge gravity was unavoidable, so he sat at this table and we had uh, relationships afterwards.
0: Oh, that's such a sweet story.
2: Yeah, it's it's a very sweet story. That's a very sweet story.
0: So the stories that you told are actually pretty amazing, but I can try to sum them up. It was all about conversations that happened or didn't happen, understandings that happened and didn't happen.
2: I think it's funny that in all three stories it's about sex at the last night before Before the the flight. flight. Yeah. And the expectations every time was different.
0: And the first two stories were about the mismatches between expectations, reality, and conversations. And in the third story. It all came together, so that is, I believe, the key to everything. And this is one of the big reasons why we created this podcast, and this is a huge reason why we're going to continue making this podcast because these stories and these conversations that are endless, <laughs>
2: are they? <laughs> I hope they are. It was fucking English, made by Hechapotas.
0: This, unfortunately, is the last episode of our season. But it's today more than ever that we need your support to carry on, to continue doing fucking English just for you and carry it on for the next season and next episodes.
2: To help us, please leave your comment in the app where you listen to podcasts so we will know what you think about our project. We are really curious. Put five stars or a heart and tell all your friends. Especially those who travel, work abroad, and struggle with relationships and sex in English. And if you like this podcast very much, then go to our Patreon fucking English
0: and donate to us. Our goal is to raise 2500 to continue creating this podcast for you. Love each other and talk to each other. And do
2: your homework. Bye!